Kia ora and welcome to Gohan or Go Home. I'm Simon Rain Monrad and across from me is Imogen Ng Faith. <laughs> across the harbour from me, in fact. God, bad. What? You know, because it's raining. Rain ra- and Ng. Because it's raining right now. Okay. It's It's been pouring down, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, where is it? How is it where you are? Uh, Grey? I'm inside, so I can't really, like, tell anymore. I closed all my curtains so I wouldn't get weird, like, sound reflections. Yeah, and the weather's like, knock, knock, Mr. Grey will see you now. And you're like, oh my gosh, I'm Anastasia, and it's Fifty Shades of Grey. Please react to something. (laughs) (laughs) You can't, you can't, like, be angry like that. I just wanted to let that slip for a while. I wanted to let it marinate. I don't think it's your best work, but I wanted everyone to hear it. You are the master of giving me the news and letting me hang (laughs) from the card table. Hey, man, I didn't give you the rope. I just didn't catch you. Yeah, yeah, this is fair. First time. Um... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i feel like uh it's it's kind of um i don't know i'm not opposed to recording remotely it's definitely different i think i don't like it as much but i also don't like driving into town and trying to find a park so I, yeah. it's a compromise what have you been doing uh jesus like wow I've okay been... i didn't realize he was into that but <laughs> Yeah, I feel like hooking up with Jesus, you wouldn't believe the things he can do. Uh, no, I have been... What has he got those holes in his hands for? Oh, God. That is... That, that's terrible, Simon. Call me the no, Lance of Longinus have... because I'm penetrating Jesus. All right, oh, all right, all right. No. <laughs> That's so grim. I think I've been excommunicated from my church right now. You're going to get, like, booted. What the fuck? <laughs> no Someone's going to, like, I've been playlist to the church boss, and they're going to be like, Simon? <laughs> the church boss. You know, big the boss from boss. Middle Gear Solid is in my I church. I actually, I don't, I don't know what the boss of a church is called, because I know they're all different, depending on, like, what kind of church it is and shit. So, like, I, I, I cannot keep it straight, and don't think I ever will be able to. My one is... Is, I'm just gonna um, call it church boss. Is uh, Oyabu the highest leader of the Yakuza? <laughs> That's mm-hmm. the head of my church. He's the head honcho. Yeah. I'm sorry. We were talking about honcho. you doing Jesus and what you've been doing. Um, no, I I was just thinking about what I was uh, what I've been doing, and I was overwhelmed by the dread because <laughs> I've been just fielding fucking Twitter replies felt like since yesterday because mute I, conversations I, just mute them yeah i'm gonna um i just stupidly made a, a comment on the internet saying that maybe americans shouldn't be expecting the whole world of foreigners to be thinking about 9-11 when they decide to do uh plane shows <laughs> and now and that's not an okay thing to say no you've it's uh... actually illegal I also described 9-11 as some shit that happened. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Which technically it is. It's objectively because true. everything that has ever happened is some shit that happened. Like yeah. it was shit and it happened. Uh, and uh, a lot of people took issue with that. So I've been, yeah, I don't know, just stressing about it. It's, I'm not so much uh, particularly inclined to like get up in arms about things i'm mostly just being like hey guys i just literally have problem with what like this one thing can we chill about it and like that's the comments i've been making Mm -hmm. 
Um, but I also get super anxious with a, a lot of attention. There's a few thousand yeah. people who have liked it now. And so it's making me like real stressy kind of day in, day out uh, because. Oh, it was the, like 400 when I looked. Nope, but it's now like 3,000 or something. Wow, um, okay. <laughs> yeah, um, and the last time I had any opinion on the internet blow up, I got like a barrage of like just real freaky dudes commenting to like, like going through all of my photos on Facebook and like commenting all the ways they thought I was ugly and shit and like completely unrelated to anything because I was talking about politics. Yeah. Um, and also I've had just like on that thread, just a lot of people calling me like woman or girl. And I like, I'm just real not into that. And it's really like, I didn't think it would throw me off that much, but it has a lot. And I also Is don't want to Is that why you changed your, your photo? Yes. I changed my photo to a walrus with hairy legs yeah. and I changed my name to rat. Finally, a sexy I, profile. <laughs> I just wanted people to not say that, not to, not to call me girl, because um, I'd, I'd pre- prefer not to be called that. And mm. I usually use gender neutral pronouns, but I also don't want to say that because then I know people will do it on purpose. Ugh, so yeah. when, that's the dilemma. The thing is, as well, if you're assigned female at birth and you're cis, like, someone calling you girl is still bad. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's no level on which that's not irritating. Yeah. Seriously. Like, <laughs> condescending. That's, like, another reason that I don't want to, like, try and refute it because it's a shit thing to do anyway. And then I feel yeah. like it, I'm, by saying, like, well, actually, I'm not. Like, A, I'm going to get picked on more for that. And B, it's just, like, throwing women under the bus. So, like, eh. Yeah. Um, and this is a yeah, podcast so that respects women. So yeah. we don't do that. Yeah, so that's that's my uh, podcast coming out story. That's um, all right. Solidarity with, um, unfortunately, yeah. making any comment about nine eleven, regardless yeah, of what it I, is on the internet. <laughs> I don't know how much of this um, this rant you need to keep in, mostly because it's probably not that interesting. Um, but you know, that's that's what I've been up to. I've also been watching Six Feet Under, which is a fantastic show, which I never got around to seeing. I uh, hadn't really hmm. heard of that much. Uh, but it's really, really good, and I've been kind of binge-watching that and really enjoying it. So mm. that's the other thing that I've been doing with my time. What have you been doing, Simon? Well, I'm glad you asked, because... I asked you <laughs> earlier, and then you s- <laughs> you didn't reply, and you started talking about something else. So you you, All right. you get back to that. What have you been doing, Simon? All right. All right. Um, what have I been doing? Um, what have I been watching? I've been watching a lot of the movies that I talked about before. Um, a recent one that I watched was Werkmeister Harmonies by Bela Tarr. That's my first Bela Tarr movie. And it's really good. And watch it. <laughs> I won't talk too much about it, but like Bela Tarr is known for being formerly one of the most accomplished filmmakers in the world. Like he, The film's comprised of, I think, like 36 shots across the two and a half hours. And everything's just a series of fluid moves from one thing to another. And you can't tell whether or not something's on steady camera, it's on tracks, or whether it moves to this and that. And it just kind of moves where it needs to within a room. And the blocking is so complicated, but it never feels like you're watching um, Children of Men or Birdman or something that Chivo filmed. You know, it's it's always... It's, it never draws attention to itself. And it, or it's not like, oh, I'm watching something that's flashy and wondering how do they do that. I'm just kind of engrossed in what's happening within the frame. You forget about it, you know, which is really nice to watch. He's so good. 
that's all I wanted to say. And but also the mm. fact that that the movie's kind of paced for what it needs to be, and a lot of the ones that I've been watching, like Tarkovsky's works, have been what they need to be for the moment. Which means that when I watch something which is a normal movie, quote unquote, I can't almost make sense of it anymore. <laughs> Mm. I'm like, why are they cutting so much? <laughs> like, it just, it, and I can't, like, I sometimes can't bring myself to care about what's happening to people because I'm like, I haven't been given the time to do that, to watch them, you know? It's like there's mm. no trust involved with an editor anymore, I feel like. It's kind of, that's a weird thing to say, I realize, but. Um, no, I get what you mean. I um, actually just watched, like, last night a movie called Kate, which is kind of like a John Wick thing. Mm hmm. Uh, but with Mary Elizabeth Winstead as the main character, uh, Lady John um, Wick. <laughs> yeah, sort of. Uh, it was it was like good, but it wasn't like outstanding. But I watched mm-hmm. that, and then I watched The Exorcist, and I was like, "Fuck, <laughs> movies are so different now." Yeah, just in like every way, and the way they're put together, and like you know, the the language of it has just changed so much. The first ten minutes of The Exorcist has almost no dialogue, and yet it can be terrifying. Yeah, it's it's strange. It, has such atmosphere yeah i really enjoyed the sound design actually oh yeah that's really good that's yeah it's really really good william um, freaking was oh sorry oh no I, I was just gonna say unfortunately i've seen too many references to it to kind of see it with fresh eyes enough to like actually be drawn into the suspense as much as i would like but yeah um I, yeah in terms of how it's constructed it's amazing I, th- I think what's incredible about it as well is, yeah, Billy Friedkin was known for doing like one or two takes for something and then just moving on. And he was like, yeah, but we, we got what we wanted. Like he just knew what he wanted. And then everyone else on his team knew him and they'd all worked together before. And um, I, I was listening to somebody who it was like one of their first films that they ever worked on. And they were really unused to that. And Friedkin just like filmed something and he's like, yeah, we got it. And they're like, but don't you want to do more of it? And he's like, why to be a waste of film like you know? <laughs> it's like why would i do that why would i make sure like what are you talking about and he's like we, we got it kid come on um right. which i found was that, really fun intentionality that is something sense. that's missing i think i think you when you get coverage and then you just chop it together in the edit like one you don't trust the shot but that's because the shot hasn't been composed because like nobody's being intentional about what they're trying to do you know mm. yeah that's that's pretty interesting <laughs> i didn't know that but it makes sense um because There are a few things like kind of continuity uh, things shot to shot, which which don't exactly match up, like not in a way that would ever throw you out, but Mm -hmm. stuff like people having a different expression or whatever. Um, And also in the acting, no one seems going through the motions, you know, like I I don't know if that's something you've really noticed, but in like some, some films you can just tell that like, you know, people are hitting their marks and they're doing the same thing over and over and it's just sort of like rote in a way. Mm-hmm. But yeah, everyone in the in that movie seems to be almost like kind of speaking off the top of their head or being like a little hesitant or unsure in some ways and just like going through what they're going through. Yeah. Um, and, and it really like adds to the film. It doesn't feel like oh, people yeah. are like putting it on. I gotta watch the whole thing. I've only seen clips of it, you know, like 10, 15 minute clips. Yeah, I'd recommend it. I probably want to watch it again and try and like get into it properly. It didn't mm, help that people yeah. were like talking over it a little bit. 
Anyway, um, this, uh, yeah. is not, this is not this a movie. This is not movies cast. <laughs> I was just about to say this is not movies cast. I'm sorry. Um, yeah. No, no, no. One final thing is that, yeah, like the, the fact that I've been watching movies that I guess people would call slow, but it feels like they just, they are what they need to be for what they're telling is that I watched Sicario, which builds its tension really well, but it still cuts like a normal movie, you know? And I was like, oh man, this is pretty fast paced, you know, sort of thing. Like, but you know, it works. Like it, it builds the tension really well. And Denis Villeneuve knows what he's doing. And then afterwards, because I, I was showing it to Tim, it was the second time I'd seen it because he'd never seen it before. And he said, oh, we should go and watch Dune. And I said, have you seen any Denis Villeneuve movies? He hadn't. I was like, let's watch Sicario. So we did. And then afterwards he goes, yeah, that was good. But man, that was a slow movie, wasn't it? And I was just sitting there <laughs> like, um, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> mm. <laughs> just like, I can't agree with him, but I sound crazy if I don't say that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I'm uh, sure objectively it is, you know. You should check out some of Jim Jarmusch's stuff. I think oh, you yeah, really I like really, Patterson. I really want to watch Patterson because I got recommended that by a um, mutual friend. Yeah, it's it is it's really good. It's a really good movie. Um, yeah. I watched uh, Only Lovers Left Alive as well, which kind of has the same mm-hmm. vibe. The one of his I didn't like was the zombie one, uh, The Dead Don't Die. Yeah, yeah. But it's just because it was like a little too on the nose about a lot of like movie tropes. And I, I don't, I don't vibe that. It's like making fun of the genre, but like, I, I mm. don't know. It, it's not my thing. Yeah. One cut of the dead supremacy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one cut of the dead gang. <laughs> Alrighty. Maybe we yeah. should move on anyway, to Dragon Ball. I love Dragon Ball. We Dragon love Ball Dragon is, Ball. It's my favorite. Uh, <laughs> Japanese comic from the 1980s that's for boys yes (laughs) that yeah the we read chapters 113 through to 116 which is four chapters Mm -hmm. I'm doing I'm doing so good aren't you there's four chapters of of punchy kiki Oh, you, 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 you did get it. Yeah, you got the number right. <laughs> Good job. We love maths. I've been wasting my time reading advanced mathematical concepts like integer rings and stuff. And I'm like, I can't do arithmetic, um, but I find the abstract stuff interesting. Anyway, mm. um, so the where we last left off, you said it seemed like the comic could end there. So bring us back into the world. What's what's going on in Dragon World? Uh so we skip three years, which I don't think I anticipated. I'm pretty sure there was going to be like in between stuff, but no, mm. we just go straight back into the next Tenkaichi Budokai. Toriyama um, rules. Yeah, <laughs> I was I was pretty surprised by that. Um, uh, yeah, there's just like a, an intermission that we never get to see, and then we're we're back here, which I think is maybe a good choice. But yeah, he's um, like the George Foreman grill of manga artists. You know, knock out the fat. Do you remember that infomercial? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. I didn't have Never a TV. Mind. That's the whole premise of this all right, podcast, all right, Simon. Fine. I, used I didn't to watch know infomercials. <laughs> I used to wake up early and watch infomercials as a child. It explains a lot I about know me. radio <laughs> jingles. <laughs> Destroyed my brain. Yeah. No, there are some that I know, but it's just like a solid, like, kind of, I think about 10 years that I that I don't have TV knowledge of. Okay. Um, sure. A George Foreman grill. That is... <laughs> what Knock he is um but anyway there's some people they're on a plane it's the gang it's the snakes on uh, the plane it's um, snakes on the plane it's everyone except goku yeah it's, yeah the turtle squad 
This is great. I, I, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just because we're finally out of not only the Red Ribbon arc, but everything after that, the kind of mini stuff in between, which I'm not opposed to Baba stuff, but like, this is fresh. It's new. And it feels like returning. It's the first time we ever get returning to an old thing in the comic, you know, and you're like, oh, I'm familiar with this. Like, I'm familiar with this comic enough now that we've come back to the tournament and I have feelings about it and attachment to it from last time, you know, or at least that was for me. (laughs) These chapters were actually pretty funny, I thought. Yeah, they're pretty good. Um, Bulma got a haircut, so she doesn't have a weird side ponytail anymore, (laughs) which I appreciate. She's more like an adult, you know. It shows character growth. And Yamcha's got uh, like a, um, I guess a more contemporary pretty boy haircut, kind of boy bandish, you know, a little, a little longer than that, maybe a little more like a bob, you know, but it's not like an Anton Chigurh sort of, you know, it's like, it's good looking. I didn't really notice that. I thought that he had the same hair as before, but um, maybe it was just like similar enough that it flew under the radar for me. It's pretty similar. You know, he's, he lost his dance hair so long ago. Yeah. Sadly. He's no longer a bandit. He's in a suit. He cleans up nicely. You know, all of that. <laughs> They're all just There's talking about like... There's some stuff in it. We got... Sorry, no, I... I, okay. I, <laughs> I was going to say, we, we got lunch thinking about hijacking the plane because she's an evil lunch <laughs> yes. mode. Um, Kamisinen really needs a shit. And uh, the <laughs> air hostess won't let him go to the bathroom because they're about to land. So he's yeah. like desperately trying to get them to land. The <laughs> disciples are talking about like the tournament and also being embarrassed to like know this old man who's is struggling to like contain his bowels in the plane. So yeah, everyone's just like super ready to get off this plane and like get into the tournament, um, which is kind of a fun intro, you know? Like it, it was. Yeah, it was, it's it was cool to to jump to that. I think the language in this is pretty there's fun just as a well. Lot going on. Like, oh, sorry. No, I said there's just a lot going on. I was I was passing it back to you. Yeah, like um, they say, Yamcha and Bulma when he's like, oh, oh well, you better land quick because I really got to shit one out. Like, like <laughs> <laughs> it uses the most vulgar language, and she's using like beautiful like flight attendant sort of you know like please sir if you might kindly you know whatever it is, and then um. The two of them sitting in the the aisle next to it, Yamcha and Bulma, are like, act oh like he's God, a stranger. We don't know him. Yeah, we don't know this guy. Act like he's a stranger, but the like a pretty good. Not like you can't translate it this way, but they use the word hoodie, which is like feeling or the vibe of something. So they're like give saying to themselves as a mantra, like give the vibe that he's a stranger, which I thought was really fun. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're trying to like radiate the energy that he's. <laughs> Good. Um, Appreciate he also, that. The way that he talks, he mangles. I had to look this up. I was like, is this the word for flight attendant in Japanese? He says, suchadesu. And I was like, what the? Because f- like, obviously it's stewardess, but it's really mangled. And I was like, oh, is this how you actually say it? No, you do say stewardesu. But he just like, he's so like mm, cramped up that he's like not even like talking properly. He's like, I'm going to shit stewardess. Like, <laughs> and it's just like, please, five more minutes or we are landing. And then he's just like, oh, I got to hold on. Like. <laughs> Oh mm-hmm. man! Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so anyway, Kudin is really pissed off about it as well. So they land. Yeah. They're outside um, Durian Airport on Papaya Island. Ha! <laughs> Hashtag <Yes>. theme naming. <laughs> Everything is foods in this damn comic. They land. They're waiting to catch a taxi, and then Turtle Hermit kind of comes back um, while they're doing that, and he's like. Ugh, when push came to shove, that was a real tough shit to just push out. You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> 
Yeah. This um, is how my dad talks. Gosh. <laughs> so we were, good to know. Did I tell you one time we were staying at a hostel in Gansu province in China and he like met the Swiss guy who was sharing the room with us and he just started talking to him about how he's taking cream for his hemorrhoids or something like that. Oh my that. god. So what? just like I like walked out of the room and <laughs> thought, I'm I'm gonna go see what's going on in the town here, <laughs> you know. Dog, I don't even know what to say to that. <laughs> Uh, I was going to say that, like, if something's giving you feelings of, of being uh, socially inappropriate, then it's probably gone a bit far. But actually, you've got a lot better at that. Woof. Excuse me. <laughs> I- <laughs> I'm just, it used to be a bit awkward, and I was going to make a joke about it, but it actually doesn't really apply anymore because you've mostly figured out how to be human. You know who doesn't know how to be a human being? I could name at least five of my friends. <laughs> I was going to try and segue back to Turtle Hermit, but you know, if you want to start naming them, I'm going to be my guest. So we're pulling the naming people horn on the podcast. Um, yeah, this this place is pretty cool. They get in the taxi and they drive to the tournament. It kind of, I was going to say, it reminds me of Okinawa a lot, which is, um, Naha is a really beautiful city because they've got palm trees everywhere and like the architecture is kind of Chinese influenced as well. And it feels kind of old, but then they've got modern stuff alongside it. It's really nice. But, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I think actually Toriyama drew inspiration from a holiday to Hawaii that he took with his wife when he was sort of early on in the comic, which is why, which is where Kamehameha comes from, right? Like it's a monarch's name from the 19th century, the Hawaiian king. Such a weird thing to take and turn into a a beam. (laughs) Yeah, Americans flying to Hawaii and they're like, is this oh, a beam? Look, they're like, this oh, Kamehameha Street. Is this what? This they, is- in, they like Dragon Ball here too? And you're like, <laughs> child, child, oh, have you heard of indigenous people? <laughs> yeah. Have you heard of American history? <laughs> Oof. It's, it's a vibe. It's like, it's kind of hot and sweltering on the island. You get that, but they're wearing suits. Um, like this kind of easy breezy cover girl kind of suit sort of things. And then... Yeah, it's the know. same little fancy uh, fancy 1940s boy suits that they wore in the first one, which I did notice and I thought was quite fun. It's, it's like kind a, of less a of a zoot suit on Canadian. I thought, yeah, it's a throwback. I thought it was like less of a zoot suit because he's kind of grown a little bit into it. Like they didn't change the size of the suit. It's just <laughs> it's less. It's just the same suit It's just not the talking time. heads one anymore on him. It's not yeah. David Byrne's suit. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, yeah, it, is, it still looks like a little funny though, but yeah, it, it's... It is what it is. I, I don't know why they wear the suits when they go in and then they immediately get changed into their fighting clothes. So there's like no opportunity for them to be seen in a suit. And like, it's not like they're doing it to go into the city because they just mm-hmm. like go into cities and whatever they wear most of the time anyway. So I, I don't know. Maybe oh, you they know, just want to feel fancy. I can't begrudge them that. Being at the airport was kind of like um, going to church. You know, you put on your Sunday best. It's, you know, it's not every day you go on an airplane. I um, my Sunday best uh, shirt and track pants. Yeah, all right, I get it. We weren't all from homes like mine. <laughs> I don't just mean like you're going to be sitting on a plane for fucking hours. You don't yeah, want to be having jeans. They oh, you don't want to be it's in about denim the for like you know fifteen hours. I have Bad. been on a plane where I was wearing this like tight, high waisted pair of pants that were just like a little bit too tight, and by the end of it, like I 
stood up to get off the plane. There's this like massive red mark across my belly where I've been like squished Ooh. into it for like an hour and a half going to Auckland, which is we love that. It could have been worse. Could have been a long yeah. flight. Uh, yeah, know. I mean, I have legs. Think about what I'm like on a long haul flight. You know? She's got legs. Actually, She's yeah, got they legs. Must suck. Like I, I walk could basically in... just like fold up like a lawn chair and like snooze in one seat space. You got to like lie down in the aisle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, you know how in noir in noir shows they're like, she walks in legs up to here. That's about me. <laughs> that's what they're that's who they're talking about i walk in legs up to here and when i'm on an airplane a long-haul flight i have to like figure i don't know it just how i have not got deep vein thrombosis or as i said one time in math class deep throat vainbosis um i don't know <laughs> but, did you actually say that in math class oh oh yeah absolutely we had to read um a passage in one of those maths problems and i got it mixed up in my head like a spoonerism and but i stopped myself <laughs> with a glossal stop so it was worse than that i was like oh, deep no. throat uh deep vein thrombosis like this <laughs> <laughs> which math class was this this was in year 10 so yeah. i was in that class i feel like i'd remember that <laughs> <laughs> i uh well um you were probably reading <laughs> yeah that's true I was probably yeah, reading. yeah. But they sign up at the sign-up table with the, the monks there with the spheres or whatever the heck, and Goku's not there yet, and they're like, oh, there's only a few minutes left, what are we going to do? Meanwhile, Turtle Master sneaks off to sign up as Jackie Chun, and the guy's like, uh, Jackie Chun, the guy who won last time, I think I'd recognize him, and then he pulls off his sunglasses like a Clark Kent moment, and it's like, listen, it's me, all right? Mm, this one random admin dude has been entrusted with the secret of Jackie Chun. Yeah, we love, like, we've got a compendium, a short list of people who know the secret identity of Jackie Chun. Can I make a dragon prediction now? Yes. Um, at some point during the tournament, I reckon that, like, his disguise is going to get busted and he's going to be revealed as, as uh, the turtle perv all along. Oh, I like that. I like yeah. that. I can't exactly remember if they ever find out who he is. Um, they probably means it doesn't happen. But no, you no, know, no. I just, it, it might, I, it might do. It's just that it's the, I've only experienced original Dragon Ball like once. You know what I mean? Ah, uh, okay. I don't remember all of it um, perfectly. Um, I know, I know a lot of the beats of it, but like not uh, small things that don't matter. Like who knows what at which point? You know? Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. That's cool. I just thought I'd like drop that one. That, uh, in, that is a very in, cool. In case I didn't remember well. it at the end, yeah. Oh, no, actually, I do know the answer to it, but it's in relation to to some characters, but not others. Mm, okay. Anyway, cool. um, but it's not quite what you think. Anyway, there's an unfortunate. I, I just figured someone's going to catch him. Did you notice that there was an unfortunate background, like blackface character? No, I didn't. Oh, okay. It's like like inked black you know what oh I mean? god <laughs> you're like oh no i think that i'm like as bad as it is i'm just kind of used to them now because there's so many instances of this in this comic that they just kind of fly under the radar at this point yeah like, it's i started just in off the being like oh god that's horribly racist and now i'm just sort of like oh god there's another one whatever it's got a t-shirt like, this is me 262 yeah. on i don't know what that means maybe he's a the 262nd clone of himself i don't know it's the 262nd like unfortunate character that toriyama has drawn there's probably that many what like, kind bad of black face guys. <laughs> bad. While this is all happening with the sign-up table, then suddenly Crane Gang arrives. And Crane Gang! We've got this panel where we try to fit all of the heights in the same panel, and it's a mash, because it's like, could you describe who they, who the lads are? Um, who are oh, she's? This is, this is an interesting one, because they 
I I had like predictions internally to these chapters when they showed up based on the fact that they are basically like a mirror of Yamcha and Kuririn, but yeah. like the dark universe versions of them. So it's like this dude. <laughs> Punished who's like Yeah, they're like the same height as those two, but there's like one guy that has like a he has a third eye on his forehead for like fucking whatever reason which no one points out at all this is the tall um, boy yeah so i assume this is something that's like normal in the dragon ball universe sometimes you just got an extra eye and everyone has to deal with that well i'm it's still not like, like his other eye though it's drawn a bit differently yeah but I, mean, I don't know i'm still kind of like spun for what is meant to be weird so like because you know everyone freaked out about goku being a monkey guy yeah but like third eye fine you know this one's like a literal (laughs) metaphor it's like a literal metaphor that nobody comments on like his third eye is opened because he's enlightened because he's a martial arts you know he's basically a master even though he's a student you know yeah but it's like literally open it's like right there literally his third eye is open that's Um, what's so funny but it doesn't when he looks at stuff on the in the side and stuff like that it doesn't move so oh, it's it like fixed there like a goggle eye. No, it's not. Because I was looking at different panels and it was, he was looking around. There was like a thing that I noticed because I was trying to figure out if it was like painted on his head uh-huh. or if it was like an actual eye. But no, he, he looks at things with it. Oh, man. Because in the animation, it doesn't. Oh, it does in this. But it's uh, it's more simplistically drawn than the other ones. Which, so yeah. it's confusing. I thought it was like a tattoo and then he was looking and then I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, the other guy who is uh, Kuririn's evil double is... <laughs> <laughs> like a freaky little like saw jigsaw baby with, like he looks like a puppet she's just got these like blank staring eyes and like a weird little hat and she's like evil Korean. there's so much material out of that do you want to play a game <laughs> oh god it's just it's freaky he's a little a little freaky guy um, inside you is one like, dragon ball I've sewn it inside your stomach <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised at this point but they like I saw those two and I was like right so okay they're gonna end up fighting their doubles immediately like everyone's gonna get through to the to the main eight and then they're gonna fight the doubles which uh, as it so happens later on ends up being the case yeah. so I was very proud of myself for picking that unfortunately we didn't have a a stop in between so I could call it for a dragon production because then That's I'd right. be super we, proud of we myself. We know you did it. We know you did yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll believe me. You'll believe me. Um, <laughs> yeah, this, this yeah, little and Chinese vampire is like, <laughs> if you touch your scrotum, you'll notice you have a third ball. That is a dragon oh, ball. Oh, God. It's been still inside you. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> That's awful. For so long, uh, you've treated other people as disposable, but how will you treat your own balls? <laughs> uh, he does have that vibe about him. Like, either that or, like, haunted doll vibes, you know? Like, yeah. It's, yeah. Perfectly it's circular creepy. eyes, red circle, circular cheeks, a white face. This, oh, this you kid. Color? Oh, no, I just know what he's colored. Like, okay, I was going to say, I didn't get <laughs> His a face is chapter. actually white. Um, he is a Chinese vampire. Um, I think it's Jiangshu, okay. right? Um, I, I can't remember exactly, but I think he is. I, that's either the word for zombie or like he's a, a classic Chinese vampire, which is what he's modeled on. Because these guys are, um, well, everything in this comic is Chinese themed, but they're particularly Chinese themed. Their names, as we find out later, are Chinese as well. Okay. Well, that's anyway. cool. I, I wouldn't have recognized him as a Chinese vampire because I don't have that strong an idea of what they're meant to look like. But it explains um, some things, which we'll find out. Cool. Anyway, right. the guy in the middle is the master, and he's... Who's he? 
Kamen Sinan's evil twin. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, he's, he's, he's crane he's master. An, yeah, he's another old guy. He's the crane master, and he's the got like, a weird little hat with a crane's head on it. So <laughs> he's, he's got this like, it's like you know how long <laughs> pom pom crane. It's like yeah. in labyrinth. There's like the old man, and there's he's got a hat uh, that like talks, and it's like a weird kind of phallic bird. It's yeah. like that. Yeah. Wow. And wow that was hair, like a it's like the wings on a swan. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's this is this is what we call masterful character design in the business <laughs> you know <laughs> you look at him and he says i'm the crane hermit and you say yeah i know i know who you are immediately but mm-hmm. it's kind of funny that he's got one of those you know like in restaurants where they fold up a serviette into a swan shape and it's just he's got a hat like that <laughs> yeah which i find is quite fun he's themed he knows what he's about the crane master and and tur- crane hermit and turtle hermit go way back in the day which we find out they were yeah they've got like a school kid rivalry or some shit but they start having a, they start bickering yeah like they you know slicked back their hair and had milkshakes together and like crane hermit took turtle hermit's girlfriend to make up point and stuff like that um you know, turtle hermit <laughs> saw crane hermit with his girlfriend on the back of his motorbike <laughs> crane he's hermit never was- been the same again <laughs> Turtle Hermit was driving like a, an extremely long car like they used to have back in the day, just like a long Chevy. And then like Crane Hermit had a motorbike and it was had like a leather jacket and it was like, hey. I'm just thinking of the like ex- the, the miles long white limo from that Aphex Twin music video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seen. Real yeah. old school 1950s version of that. An open top white limo that goes on forever and ever. <laughs> yeah, it's like 15 minutes of it just driving by. It's like Do a you train. Think back when they were greasers or whatever. Like, no, one of them is a greaser and one of them is a soch. But um, I think Crane Hermit was the greaser and he was like slicking back his hair in that wing style even back then. <laughs> yeah, I can <could laughs> see it. He just had them out like that. <laughs> <laughs> And everyone's like, this is really weird. And he says, no, it'll make sense one day. I promise. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Back to the car. I'm so weird. Anyway, Turtle Master. Excuse um, me? <laughs> this is literary corner. Um, Turtle Master uses, uh, I think I've commented on this before, but he uses the second person pronoun. He doesn't respect Crane Hermit's pronouns. He uses Onushi, which is like, uh, which is a very cool second person pronoun that you can use with people. And you should try it out. No, it's it's extremely rude, and it's uh, it's a really old school, archaic one, and you use it to refer to people who are lesser below you, in a register which doesn't exist anymore in Japanese, because there used to be like five to six different registers of formality. Um, <laughs> which, if you read Genji Monogatari, wow, yeah, you can you can find those registers, but they don't exist anymore. There's only three now, or whatever the heck there are. That was the literary corner. I didn't have anything else to say other than that this is the way that they talk to each other. It's really, like, haughty and, like, and you're lowly school. I see you're a bunch of shitbags still, you know, kind of thing. Yeah, it's just a lot of, like, dick measuring for a few panels. This is the Um, theme of these chapters as well, right? (laughs) It's just people just doing comebacks and shit talking. But in, in ways that are, like... And Toriyama knows that they're really dumb and embarrassing to everyone around. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, like cringe fest 2020. <laughs> he shows up and he's like, there's the panel of the three of them. And he's like, 
I heard a funny story that you suck and your dumb disciples who suck more than you won this dumb competition for people, which is why I'm entering my handsome, beautiful, tall children. (laughs) My tall boy is going to win. This this competition is dumb and it's for people who suck, which is why you won it, but also we're going to win it this time. (laughs) Yeah, it's a lot of that. Um, It's a lot of that like over the course of the four chapters that we read. Because they just keep, like, sh- taking shots at each other. Yeah. Especially, like, Yamcha and, like, evil Yamcha. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> because Catty these two, queens. Like, cannot stay away from each other. They keep, like, just talking absolute shit. <laughs> like, the beautiful. whole time. And uh, honestly, I think that, like, Yamcha is going to lose karmically because like this guy is like obviously a bad guy and like if you engage with him then you're just a bad person yeah right you're never gonna win you you can't win he is the this like tall boy is just the king or rather the queen of shade you know yeah Um, it's just yeah they've just been shady they've been catty they've been bitchy there's a whole lot of that meanwhile (laughs) like everyone's waiting for goku I just feel like I, like we didn't address that. He's not there, and like He's the registrations are closing in five minutes because they spent so long with Turtle Perv and the Shitter that they like got there just before registrations are about to close. Yeah, like and, and they're getting like concerned. They're like, "Where the fuck is going? Did he forget? Like, we know he's yeah. not good with time management. Maybe he just like <laughs> forgot." This kid doesn't um, understand the seasons. You know, like he's yeah. not gonna be here on time. Do you think he remembers like where it is? Like, do do you think? Like, Do you think he knows know. who we are? Did he get hit on the head by yeah, <laughs> when he was away kinda, overseas? Yeah, they don't know, but they kind of get to the point where... Uh, Goku's like one of those people who goes overseas on a, an exchange to Paris, but he kind of like, you know, he's not like Emily in Paris. He's just so dumb that you're like, do you think he's going to forget to come back? You know, <laughs> like, do you think he's going to go backpacking around there and just like get drawn into the dramas of a cheese empire? somewhere in a region in france and then like like marry the daughter of a cheese baron and like you know i don't think you get that far i think he'd spend like 30 years just pure punching things in a forest and come back and like all his friends have died of cholera or something yeah (laughs) he just has no consideration for anything that isn't his own fists um but one thing that i wanted to insert was that crane master and hermit master uh turtle hermit what they say to each other is they have an argument about boldness and this is the theme that becomes paralleled later between vampire weekend kid and could it in okay good yeah Yeah. but anyway goku yeah they're like you you summed that up man like you like it is kind of funny if you want to throw that joke in there it's it's just like men having embarrassingly dumb arguments like nerds while calling the other one emotional like you know how people post and they'll just like send the crying wojack memes to each other endlessly yeah. <laughs> like no 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 you've got the smiling masked face but you're crying underneath and i'm the chad <laughs> and you're like i found oh this <laughs> photo on the internet of a guy crying and it's you and that means that i win <laughs> so- i win the argument because you can't be uh this crying man photo drawing and be right because that's not how it works mine is in profile and has a strong nose <laughs> yeah like i don't know do you think people don't understand that like you can be ugly and right. I don't know. I don't care. <laughs> like, just, just completely know. aside from, like, the weird pathological nature of, like, doing that in the first place. Why would it make you 
wrong. Like it's it's so puerile. It's something that like a, a five year old would do. It's like I drew an ugly picture of you because you're wrong. <laughs> Look, you're crying in it. Uh, and here's this, a picture uh, of me, and I'm beautiful, and I have a sword and a wolf. <laughs> I have heterochromia. <laughs> They're just doing like weird discourse self inserts. It's almost like doing so NOD darkness dementia raven way. <laughs> like, and you're snapping lupin. Yeah. But then they yeah, that's kind of what happens, I guess. It's like when it turns out that an it's artist was a shit that. bag and then somebody's like, Well, I always thought they were ugly anyway, and you're like, What? <laughs> Anyway, fucking bizarre. (laughs) So uh, uh, yeah, I think uh, the crane guy calls the turtle guy bald, and turtle guy calls the crane guy semi bald, and then like like Kurenin gets called octopus head, and then he like gets called that by the weird evil version of him and he's like what you're bald too and the like little kid takes his hat off and there's yeah. like one hair under it <laughs> which is one of Toriyama's best jokes by the way yeah it was very good <laughs> because the kid never makes an expression the vampire kid he's just deadpan like no 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 I've got is hair is he a mask so creepy Oh, um, anyway, um, I was going to say, yeah, but in, in the continuity that immediately happens afterwards. Sorry, because we're, we're just so far behind. Um, no, that's why I was trying to move it on before. <laughs> lunch is like, Goku is not here. The turtle. Nobody ever listens to the turtle, but the turtle is the wisest character and the one that knows what's going on. The turtle says, oh, look, that's Goku. And then mm. Yamcha and Pua, who have not listened to turtle because nobody listens to turtle, sea turtle or whatever his name is, have said, are like, oh, you need to turn into Goku, you know, and yeah. go to the t- craft table where there's the sign-up sheet and just pretend to be him. But yeah, then, go register in his name. But then, thankfully, he's got clothing on and he's speeding towards them. Yeah, which I uh, I think last episode I was wondering if Toriyama remembered that Puar could transform because mm-hmm. it just didn't happen anymore. But like, there is mention of it, so apparently that isn't something that's like gone completely under the radar. Um, oh, yeah. But yeah, Goku comes in. I don't even really remember what happens there. They kind of have a catch-up. Yeah, I've got it notes looks- on this. Yeah, okay. You you, you go for it. I've, yeah, <laughs> you go, I think- girl. <laughs> you go, girl. You tell us your notes. <laughs> this is my truth, all right? Goku arrives wearing the skin of a rival animal that he killed um, mm-hmm. to assert dominance in whatever forest that he was in. I don't know. Because like all serial killers, he keeps trophies. Um, and this is the interesting thing. He has limbs now. He's not just a blob with a head on top and like little appendages that flop around. He got limbs. Yeah, that's uh, maybe how you depict the onset of puberty in a comic book in this day and age. He's you got limbs. Toriyama does little shadows for his biceps as well. So yeah, he looks um, pretty much the same, just maybe like slightly pretty much, more. Yeah, buff. I did look. I I compared it. I went back a few chapters, and he actually does look different. Hmm. But. I don't know. I, I think this is this is probably a, like too far to the side, but this is to me. Maybe I just respect this because I can't do it. But this is like good art because I'm like I may like to keep it consistent in all angles. Someone look like really similar to before and the same character, but slightly older. But they never look like they used to. You know, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it's a good like subtle aging up. But the weird thing is that he's canonically, I think, uh, 15 years old at this point. He's but a he doesn't. Bloomer. He does not look that. He looks like thirteen. Well, he's not a human being. Maybe they age slower or something. 
whatever fucking dragon monkey. production. Um, okay. And Yamcha says, "Like you, you've grown wait, up." Is, wait, is that if you, you if you say that like a dragon production does is Goku like immortal? Does he get like <laughs> super old or something? <laughs> that would be so good. No, no, no. Um, or well, maybe I, I should know. say, just like this weird little monkey guy. He looks like a little kid, and he's apparently fifteen. But like, I don't know if he can count. That was like a big, kind of pretty significant element of the early on stuff. So like, maybe he's older than that. True. Maybe he's like whatever fucking weird monkey species he is. Like, age is slow. <laughs> I didn't. Um, I didn't make that as a prediction. That was more of just like a random offhand speculation. But you know, we can take it as that. Yeah. No. Everything should be a prediction. Um, okay. Because why not? Why? Why do we I segregate it into prophet. a segment? You are. You have the lead of the heaven. I am the seer of Dragon Ball. I should predict everything that Toriyama does ahead of time. Many, many years later. You are the veiled prophet. The monkey monkey with the typewriter and the psychic abilities i like uh, that y- says, i will ha- happily adopt the mantle of psychic monkey with a typewriter <laughs> just because it's, it's like, such a stupid concept all i do is think about it's that simpsons one where they have the, all the monkeys the, in the in the room typing and then one of the monkeys hands it to the overseer who was like this is garbage and then throws it away <laughs> and the monkey just like puffs on the cigarette sadly <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah anyway um sorry i've got i've got notes on this i know what happens yamcha says you've grown up goku he says really and then he like you know he doesn't slick his hair back but he like touches to his hair because he's a real piece of shit and then kudenin switches to kudenin before he used boku um for his personal pronoun which is more like i'm a sprightly young man with potential and then immediately when Goku when kudenin gets um a little bit envious he switches to ore which is like the hyper masculine one he's like (laughs) i've grown up as well (laughs) so macho it's like wow kudenin you're a big boy (laughs) and then uh, i think i forgot to mention this but um there, this is a brief conversation between Umigami at Sea Turtle and Lunch, where they're like, um, Lunch says, oh, the prize is five million zenny? Maybe I should enter it. And the turtle's like, you're not allowed weapons. Yeah. <laughs> There's so much good background comedy in this. <clears throat> Can she, like, manifest guns, do you think? I don't... Where does she pull... Oh, we already had this conversation. Anyway. We did have this um, conversation as a joke, but, like, now I'm kind of curious as to whether she has, like, a superpower where she can, like, sneeze and, like, manifest guns in her, in her like, kind of personal kit. Yeah, but nobody questions it, so nobody would... I don't know. Anyway. I don't know. Maybe, maybe she's, like, got them stashed all over the world, you know? <laughs> maybe. But they get into the prelims because, you know, they signed up, and then Jackie Chun turtle master runs off and changes and then he comes back and jackie chun it turns out has secretly been training he catches up with the lads the dragon boys yeah. turtle boys the dragon in his, boys in his persona i still don't know who he is and then he's like oh goku you've grown up so much and then he's it's like been such a long time since i saw all of you yeah and he's so like, like 15 minutes ago <laughs> i still don't have respect for human life anyway and that's on to chapter 114. <laughs> yeah. Half an hour I don't later. Think, I don't think we need to worry about lagging because so much of this is just like yeah. fighting and like I don't know if we really need to recap that much of it because no, no. it's kind of assumed that probably they'll get into the final eight anyway. So yeah. like, you I'll know. just recap the, the, the interactions then, I guess. Yeah, you do um, that. Because like they're all, rather than the fights, because what happens is like Yamcha begins his first one, they all get split into all separate competition blocks, like subgroups, so they are, they're never going to have to fight each other until yeah. the finals, which is like lucky. Um, and then Yamcha begins his first one, he's facing like a punk, 
with a mohawk who's like I don't know forty <laughs> he's or just something. Like a normal, a normal like <laughs> older punk. Yeah, he's like a real old guy. He's like you know thirty eight or something. Like or 40. hanging out under a bridge or something, like going on his way to some like metal gig or something. Yeah, it's so funny because the guy's got a mohawk and he's wearing you know he's like dressed like I don't know kind of like a punk or something except with trousers and he's like but then he says to Yamcha like huh you young one and I'm like come on man like you can't be part of that subculture and then do like the old man shtick. Yeah, I think he was like some whippersnapper off the street or something like that. I can't really remember. But I mean that one's the, none of the fights last very long because like no. Yamcha just kind of like wins. decks him and he like, wins immediately. It's kind of like a, a series of people just showing off. Yeah, the skills they've learned over the last three years, so we get a sense that like the stakes have been upped, and there's like yeah, yeah Kuroden fights like a huge, massive, giant dude. It's like it's so five big, five times like, the size. Yeah, that Kuroden's like the size of his hand, but like he goes yeah. to hit him and he like grabs his finger and flings him into the wall, and so yeah, he's out great. because he went out of bounds. So like we see mm-hmm. that he's come a long way, mm-hmm. um, and I like, kind of deal with like a bit of taunting from the Crane boys. Yeah, um, the, the three-eyed tall lad, the Crane disciple, comes up to them and his manner of speech is like highly arrogant and condescending in the original um mm-hmm. because again the classic like conordia you know like this guy <laughs> um this guy is gonna dick you i mean dick Jeez. you not dick you sorry to um to our american <laughs> audience i wasn't saying anything bad i never say anything bad on this podcast simon um, is wholesome and should never be cancelled this podcast is wholesome and respects anyway um yamcha <laughs> he, he pulls the finger at him he flips the bird <laughs> yeah he's like he's not even doing words anymore yeah you know, i'm just like pulls the finger and then the other guy goes oh <laughs> <laughs> and then three-eyed lad is like he just walks off and does talk to the hand it's fantastic so good <laughs> yeah and then three-eyed crane disciple has his first match which is against a sumo guy and i sent you a little screenshot of just the sumo guy because there's like asses in the it's yeah. like covering a third of the panel because <laughs> we've but. seen him from behind it's great Tor- toriyama is an ass man anyway yeah we're, like this is known we've established this <laughs> he can't lie to us he can't, he can't tell us he's about that titty life because we know he's not he is a bisexual queen you know he stri- <laughs> three that was gonna i don't know why i said that um <laughs> three eyed i don't know why you say anything it's just kind of entertaining <laughs> it's not true um <laughs> three I, I can turn him it's okay i can turn Tori. I'm, I'm gonna go to Na- nada and then no. you're welcome um, to try <laughs> I'm like, I've heard you're an ass man. Check this out. Anyway, <laughs> I've got my portable pole. Um, and then three I eyes. You've got your portable uh, ass. <laughs> I stick it on. <laughs> I'm like going to get the Kardashian implant so that I can turn Toriyama. <laughs> um, <clears throat> my throat's closing up from laughing too much. No, no, continue. Three, Three-eyed lad strips his Chinese garb off because they wear kind of like traditional Chinese sort of clothing. And then he's just got his trousers and a belt sash. And then above his belt sash is two abs in a single column. <laughs> oh, yeah. So we've we gone from three abs to two abs. abs. But the wristbands stay on, ladies. <laughs> of course. <laughs> of course. Anyway, he wins. Um, and Yeah, then he just beats this guy. He's fast. And then... I don't know. The others think that he's obviously very good, and like Goku's like, "Wow, he's definitely like super good," because he can like tell with his fucking fight vision or whatever. 
um, and also because yeah. he like beat the shit out of another guy. But then Yamcha's like still not really taking him seriously and kind of being a bit arrogant about it. He's yeah. like, Psh, "Well, I'm gonna kick the shit out of him." So like, he's not <laughs> that good. Um, <laughs> and then um, it's Goku's turn against someone called King Chopper, who people are like, "Wow, this guy was super good at one of the previous tournaments." And then we just get the kind of mob. The mob talk about how this guy was so good, and then that's kind of the end of chapter 114, moving on to chapter 115, right? Was it's there anything exactly else? It's not exactly the end, because the next couple pages are like a weird like interlude comic about how Toriyama had a cool motorbike and like stopped in a cafe and thought he'd look cool to drive away and then the motorbike wouldn't start, so he just like wheeled it away with the leg they couldn't see and pretended it was going. Um which is very fun. Ah, uh, yeah. I, think I the didn't get that in mine. That oh, must have been okay. the original publication. It was in the one that I read. It's like just kind of a real sketchy comic thing. Um, but wow. I think the relevance of it was that the bike he had was a chopper. And maybe that is why King Chopper is called King Chopper. Oh, King Chopper. King Chopper Trap House. <laughs> Um, this is great he's talking about how he tried to kick his bike into gear because like everyone what was it like he's wearing his helmet in the diner and all the diner guests were like wow that guy's got such a cool bike and he was like yeah yeah he's gonna go show off and then like the engine wouldn't turn over and so he just sort of like wheeled it away awkwardly pretending it was running he tried to wheel it away this guy's he would be a great (laughs) stand-up yeah well, uh, if it was intentional, he would. <laughs> well, this is a great story, I think. It is a good story, yeah. <laughs> anyway, King King Chopper Trap House. Um, that is a good interlude. And then we've got chapter 115, which is where... I don't know. I, I didn't really care for this stuff because it's just the whole... We know this guy's disposable, and they're like, oh, he's got the eight-hand technique where he moves so quick that it looks like he's got eight arms. And you're like, cool, I guess. Yeah, this is one of those ones where I start reading it and I'm just sort of like, oh yeah, Dragon Ball stuff is happening. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it doesn't really stand out in any way. Goku just beats him, basically. Mm-hmm. He, like, jumps in the air and then, like, the guy's like, ha ha, you're going to fall and you can't control your descent, so I'm just going to punch you. And he's obviously falling very slowly that they get to have this whole conversation mid Oh, yeah, um, yeah. But then, like, Goku blows his breath real hard onto the ground like suspends himself in the air for a second so the guy misses mm. and then he just kicks him into a wall and everyone's like holy shit how did you beat this guy he won the tournament whatever time uh um and uh, yeah obviously like who cares when you goku was gonna win if he got out yeah. it would probably be a more interesting story but <laughs> it'd be so funny if also goku probably lost. wouldn't be dragon like, ball look over there and then they push him off <laughs> yeah like he's just hoodwinked in, the in front of goku preemptive like, rounds <laughs> they'd use like a cat toy in front of him <laughs> yeah they'd put a laser at the guy he's like what's that and they just like <laughs> kick him in the head and he flies out of the ring i mean he's not that big everyone just makes a mistake of trying to like hurt him to prove a point when they could just punt him like just he's like a rugby boy you just kick him right out of the round you know yeah. you don't you don't need to do the things you're doing i think that they're, they're so their minds are so clouded by the martial arts like don't stop to yeah. think about the practicalities yeah i'm like i don't care how strong hey arnold is like i'm kicking that football head through <laughs> the post you know what i mean 
Yeah. Is it just, is it honourable? No. Do you win? Yes. <laughs> I don't care if Hey Arnold got real swole one summer. He comes back to school. I'm like, look over there. Or I use the laser pointer. And then just throw him out of the ring. He weighs yeah. 20 kilograms. He's like uh, a cat. 40 pounds. Um, soaking wet. He is. <laughs> and then Yamcha and his hot new haircut kind of say what we're all thinking. Which is like, this is shaping up to be an amazing tournament. And we're all thinking it because it's what it's what people are thinking about this, you know. It's what the kids are thinking. Yeah, you know, don't lie and we, say you weren't. You were thinking that this is going to be an amazing we put tournament. The word out. We got everyone's thoughts. We listened to your reckons. Yeah, everyone was thinking it. It's going to be a hell of a tournament. We held a focus group about this tournament, <laughs> and we found out several themes and what people said. One of them was that can uh, the lady t- be turned into a man because I don't like ladies in my martial arts comic? And we said no because we don't do that anymore. And what? then there's um, I'm just talking about people who complain about like video game characters. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> listen, my brain doesn't work. Okay, <laughs> it's not right to point that about, out. Like, round fun or whatever her name was last time, and like she was a man this time. <laughs> yeah, there's no ladies. <laughs> this is kind of one of the things. Like, I respect. Listen, I respect women. You know, we know this. We don't have them here, and I just think that I feel Listen, like I respect the inclusivity women, just not of the in Tenkaichi It's like it's hashtag Oscar so white, right? You know, it's not mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, at a I world's feel like top lunch tournament, could probably kick everyone's ass without a gun. To be honest, but it's like an aesthetic choice, you know. Yeah, she wouldn't. But nobody but believes in her enough. That's true. Yeah, they don't support her. I feel like they say, "Oh, you need your gun, lunch. You rely on your gun." But, she you know, doesn't. You don't know how, how hard lunch can punch. Oh, and yeah. Could, she could be punch lunch. You don't know. Yeah. Punching yeah. lunch. Punching lunch. Would be wrong because we respect women. Anyway. Um, no, there's no, a- no. Equality. <laughs> this is a martial arts tournament. Oh, yeah. This is true. If you hold your punches, then that's uh, that's not participating. You that's sign not feminism. to get wrecked, then you get that was going to rhyme and it didn't. <laughs> there's, uh, a quick montage of fights where there's like, Kudinin punches a crocodile of the belt, Yamcha beats his guy, blah, blah, blah. And then they all qualify. And mm-hmm. including the the Crane School kids. Yeah, Turtle Boys, Crane Boys, Jackie yep. Chun, all into the final rounds. There's like, what, like two dudes who aren't from these groups now? Yeah, which kind they've of dominated. Makes it, yeah, it's not, not so much of an interesting tournament anymore. It's a little bit just personal beef now. Um, yeah, yeah. And it's going to get, it's going to get dirty. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. um, it kind of immediately gets a little a little corrupt because they go to call the lottery for the final oh, eight oh, rounds. Oh, 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 oh. No, no, no. I'm sorry. No? Before that. Because okay. they, yeah. they, once yeah. they qualify, yeah. they run outside. And then I wanted to say, I never noticed this any of the times that I've read this comment, which is not that many. Um, but Bulma is eating dango, the mochi balls that you can have on a skewer. And it looks like mitarashi dango. And I want it so badly. You can just buy it from a supermarket in Japan. And like, it's like a sweet soy sauce glaze that goes over these um, extremely glutinous rice balls. Oh, it's beautiful. I love Mizarashi Dango. I want it. And I miss it. And I can't have it. I can't get it here. Can you get it from the... uh, I mean, like, probably not. But there's that supermarket in Petoni that you're going to. And they had the other glutinous rice balls. No, it's not not a frozen one. It's like one that you eat fresh. They prepare it. Like, you know how New World Bakery prepares stuff. Oh, okay. They do it every day. You know, well, that's a it. damn shame. All right, I've got to, I've got to stop thinking about it. But um, <laughs> they wonder where 
Turtle Master is, and then Bulmix is probably like his off being a pervert, like the human trash that he is, which is really funny. And I think that probably gets toned down in the English. She calls him like human trash, and, oh, and he's a pervert. And then as soon as she says that, he's like, he shows up, and he's like, "Who's a pervert now?" Hmm. <laughs> Takes immediate offense, but it's, it's not unwarranted. Um, no. I do appreciate in this. In, in these here chapters that he just keeps using the excuse of needing to go for a shit when they yeah. can't find him because you know move. it works he needed to go on the plane and so he just rides that wave for the rest of the whole damn time it rides that brown wave nobody yeah. question nobody's gonna question you either if you're like oh well, the- man you wouldn't believe how much i need to go nobody's gonna be like ah, approve uh, your stools are like that you know the old uh, old sea turtle man kind of questions he's like man what are you eating he's like i needed to pee this time <laughs> <laughs> he just like does get That's defensive about dumb it dumb humor but i like it <laughs> yeah but he also says that he's like been hiding in the crowd to watch them and stuff like that so like yeah. he's, he's excused <laughs> And there are, there are so many yeah. people, they're like, how are we going to get through the crowd? And then they say, lunch, do your thing. And she just cocks the handgun and goes like, get on the ground. <laughs> and just yeah. shoots the air like if it's point If you don't want to die, break. get out of my way. <laughs> She's like, move if you don't want to get shot. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm as high as hell and you're about to get shot. Like, it's so yeah. good. Big respect for lunch. This is incredible. She I love lunch She knows what she wants and chapters. gets it. She's, she's yeah. got to be one of the best characters in this comic. Yeah, she is. She's good. Which is when we get to where you are, which is where they're in the green room before the contest. Mm-hmm. And... Um, what was I saying before? I actually kind of forgot. Oh, oh you yeah, were talking about how, how Vampire Kid messes with it. But b- yeah. before that happens, because they're, like, talking shit to each other. Um, Three-eyed, two-eyed boys, like, the well, 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 if it isn't the Dongame team. And I had to look this up. I want to know what they said in English, because... Is it like the B team or something like that, or? I will just have a look for you. I had to look this up. Dongame is the name for a Chinese soft shell turtle. You know, like <laughs> it's a turtle that doesn't have like a hard armor or anything like that. So he's like, oh, if it's not the turtle team, but he's like, but the weak uh, ones. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you says, know what I mean? And the English one, he says, amazing. The entire sluggish turtle team survived. <laughs> the titchy banter is just, it's off to the races. And Yamchen Three Eyed Ladder just, they're trying to do the thing where you're like, I don't know, there's competing queens or something like that, and they, like, try to read each other in a group, you know? Just, like, yeah. throw the other one off in a, before a competition or something. Mm-hmm. Or, like, people before they do ballroom. Yeah. Oh, yeah, this is this is Like, where that's the, amazing the eyeliner. Did your thing. grandmother get it for you and stuff like that? Like, it must have taken hours for you to do that. Wow, <laughs> like, you can really tell that that's a wig, but, um, <laughs> you know, it looks good. But it's I great. I kind of like that obvious <laughs> wig look on you. <laughs> yeah. yeah they're doing that this i actually kind of forgot that this is where the the korean evil doll baby hair argument happens because i yeah for some reason i guess because like the other hair argument already happens i kind of like correlated them together or whatever just like grouped them up um but no they yeah. that's when they're bitching over like who's the hottest queen <laughs> that's when they get into like the who has the most hair and he's got one hair there was um, worse it, like it just gets it gets lamer the long it goes on which is so funny yeah 
That is really um, funny. Uh, um, what's his face? Tall boy. The three-eyed guy is like, I'm surprised you're still alive after the prelims. And then Yamcha's like, the one who needed luck to survive the prelims was you with those arms of yours. Like this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's literally doing the do you even lift, but in the lamest possible way. They, they yeah. just get, the comics get worse and worse. He's like, yeah, well, the jerk store called and they're all out of you. And then it switches <laughs> to Vampire Boy and Kuriden and their stuff is like, even less witty. It's so bad. Yeah. It just immediately devolves into like inefficient, not inefficient, just bad. Yeah, fuck, I forgot what word I was going to use. Just very well, very poorly crafted shit flinging. But anyway, the announcer guy comes in and he's yeah. telling them that they're going to draw <laughs> their fights out of a lottery. But this little fucking freaky saw baby rigs the game. Which I mean, like, <laughs> they're actually the not election. upset about because they kind of. He's influencing the which ballots are pulled somehow, but they end up split again. So none of them are fighting each other, which they're all happy about. But as I had anticipated, mm-hmm. uh, Yamcha and Kuriden are both fighting their doubles, and then like I yeah. don't know, Goku's fighting some dude, I guess. Some kickboxing kid. Some kickboxing kid. Jackie Chun's fighting some dude, I guess. <laughs> um. <laughs> The, no, this is. Oh no, please! He actually ends up fighting Man Wolf. Fucking okay, okay. About Before that. you get there, there's like some stuff that I wanted to. Okay, you go, you go, you go. Because like they, that's. But real, I want to get to that joke because it's actually I, it's a joke oh, that I've like made before, and I'm so happy to see it because it's like it's the funniest concept to me, and I'm it's glad great. it's like in something. <laughs> You you were right. Um, the announcer is back, and he said like when he's back, he goes like. The first thing that he says, I liked this, was, oh, it's you guys again. Please don't destroy the building this time. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And they're like, no promises. Um, and then this is where we find out the names of the, the Crane Hermit's uh, disciples. So this small vampire kid is called Chaozu, which is, mm-hmm. but it's spelt like gyoza, which is uh-huh. the Japanese word for dumplings. Yeah. Um, and because he's a vampire kid, he's, he's got magic yeah. powers. Sorry? Yeah, I was gonna say because the announcer like pronounced it wrong the first time or something. Yes, yeah. So when when he when he draws it, um, Charles is just like uh, the I suppose the closest way in Japanese that you can write jiaozi, which is the word for dumpling in Chinese, but the Japanese name for it is gyoza. So Charles is like the name for that. And then the real big nephew, the three-eyed tall guy, is called Tianqinfan or Tianqinfan in Chinese, which is like Tianjin is a seesaw. It's a seaside, a seaside port town, and then fun is just rice. So it's like a style of rice dish <laughs> from that area. Ah, uh, um, yes, dumpling and coastal rice. So in, I mean, for simplicity's sake, I suppose like Chaozu or Chaozu, as he's sometimes called in English, is the kid, and then Tenshinhan is probably what I'd call the Japanese guy. But uh, sorry, the the um, the Japanese version of the three-eyed guy. But some people call him Tian because in the dub they take the first part of his Chinese name, and Chaozu calls him Tensan all the time. Um, okay. But I'd, I'd call him Tenshinhan or Tian. Either of them's fine if you want to do it. Um, okay. And then yeah, there's he he asks him to influence it, and then like you were saying, Tenshinhan sees that the guy gets really worked up about Jackie Chun's name being mentioned, and then he goes like, "Have you got a problem with him?" And then the the wolf goes, mm, "None of your business." And then he goes, "Chaozu, put those two together." Yeah. And that's when the announcer There's calls his name. There's obviously beef somehow, and he wants them to fight. But and then yeah, yeah the, the okay, announcer so the, calls his name. 
name and what happens. <laughs> the announcer calls his name. He calls. He says that that uh, Jackie Chun is going to fight Wolfman. The guy goes, oh, it's, "It's Man Wolf." And this one's like, "What's the difference?" He's like, "A Wolfman turns is a is a horrible monster. It's a man who turns into a wolf on the full moon. I am a wolf and I turn into a man on the full moon. It's completely different." <laughs> Which I love because I think that like at some point, I think it was on this podcast, it might have just been in a conversation we've had. I remember that we were talking about like, what if there was just a wolf that turned into a guy on the full moon? Actually, I think it must have been in the Twilight (laughs) podcast because we would be talking about werewolves. Yeah. Um, Because I just love the idea of like, it's just a normal wolf. He gets like bit by a guy. (laughs) He like wakes up the the day after the full moon, like in a suit. He's like, what the fuck? Like, what the fuck did I do? (laughs) He's just like, he's just trading on the stocks for a while. A shredded pile of like office supplies or something. He's like, like wanted for Patrick Bateman's murder because he turns yeah, into a Wall Street guy. Like the, you know? the full moon comes up and he just goes and like does his taxes. And then like he just, you know, day to day just fucking runs around the woods. And this is kind of, you know, it's obviously not there because he's like an anthropomorphic wolf, but it's still fucking funny. Yeah. So the I, fact that he's got... Oh, no, sorry. No, I was going to say I really like it. Oh, it's great. My favorite part is that he goes on a big prejudicial rant, like he's bigoted about it. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, how you. <laughs> it's like a wolf man are disgusting creatures two steps lower on the evolutionary <laughs> chain than me and you're like whoa like this guy had this rant in his back pocket when somebody on the yeah. air when the airplane flight attendant is like paging like wolf man he's got this he's got this down pad and he doesn't care who hears him when he like yells at them and oh, yeah. <laughs> the people at the airport he's carrying <laughs> it up but he's ready I... to get filmed on somebody's tiktok you know what i mean <laughs> yeah as much as i love this joke it does throw me again because apparently everyone knows what a wolf man is yeah and that's like (laughs) acceptable within this universe Uh. and that was the thing that like you know when we're trying to figure out what is normal in this fucking bonkers context (laughs) why was everyone so weirded out about goku turning into a monkey on the full moon they know this is a thing they know it's a possibility there are people that turn into creatures on the full moon everyone was so freaked out by it like completely taken aback confused that it was even possible <laughs> doesn't do they live under a rock you can't be a weir kong you can't be a weir kong <laughs> but there's no there's no con- consistency to the thought process i don't fucking understand it wolfman all good monkey man no what the fuck what the fuck you can't do that that's horrible it's so okay, confusing. Okay, I've, I've got it. Man-wolf handhook car door. Ah, uh, yes. Man-wolf handhook car door. <laughs> Full circle, baby. Okay, we got there. All right, that's... This, oh, wow. That was like... Did we bring that up in like one of the first episodes we did? I think we brought it up, yeah. In one of the first episodes and also in one of the wolf-related ones, I think. Yeah, um, I, I no, remember... No, at the last tournament. Oh, yeah. I just remember, like, I had to show you what that was. And that was, like, when we were recording at your mum's house or something, I think. Yes, it was so yeah, yeah, long yeah. ago now. Wow, that's a real full circle joke. Yeah, that's, this is a way... This is a, a callback. Um, good, good. Man with handle card door. We love it. Ooh, all right. So the announcer, as you say, he, he reads Chaozu as gyoza because that's just how you pronounce it in Japanese. And the kid's like, no, 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 this is how you say it. And he's like, oh, okay, weirdos. And then 
They've all been sorted out into each other, and we'll find out what the sortings are later. You can probably figure them out already. I'm not going to read through them. And then the announcer says, this joke is so dumb and I love it. He says, that leaves Goku. And then Goku goes, what? How did you know? He like goes over and then picks it out of the, the oh, yeah. um, out of the lottery because he's the only one left. And he's like, number eight, are you psychic? <laughs> <laughs> and then the announcer goes, thanks. <laughs> yeah, Goku not only doesn't have... Like, you know, uh, oh fuck, what is it called? Object, Object permanence. permanence. He doesn't have a uh, process of elimination either. <laughs> it's kind of go- it goes hand in hand. He doesn't understand, like, how uh, it's fantastic. It's a really good <laughs> joke. I don't know how Tony ever thought this one up, but it's like, yeah, that's who he is. And yeah. then Tenshin Han sees him doing that and he's like, huh, I see you learned comedy as part of your training. Yeah. <laughs> like this. You learned to but, tell jokes at dumb guy turtle dumb school. Like but this. Charles says, did he say something funny? Like, he's like, what like, was funny about that? He just doesn't that? get it. <laughs> and then <laughs> Ten, Ten's like, so shut again. up. <laughs> Gets embarrassed and blushes. <laughs> Zero solidarity. There's a long-standing fan thing where they think that like Chaozu is like boyfriends with te- with Ten Shinhan who doesn't know that he's boyfriends with Chaozu <laughs> like <laughs> and they have a great dynamic together oh good okay um, I assumed that he was like a little kid or something and Chaozu no, was like uh, his oh, age no, is, is just Han mysterious is like older. okay well, I guess if he's a vampire that would make sense I, I I'm, I'm curious about his powers because like I don't know if he's mm-hmm. like telekinetic and he's moving the papers around in the box or something or if he has like the mm-hmm. ability to manipulate probability or something which would be like interesting um i guess we'll find I don't that know, out but we'll we don't find get out more that. about it when obviously yeah. he, get, he gets into a match he's going to use his magic powers right yeah i assume so because he's not strong so yeah no he's just a little dude he's like in size but i guess like he flipped a huge giant man so like we'll find out I'm sure he can yeah. do heaps of stuff. And then um, the announcer says to Goku, do you need to eat before the matches? And then, you know, because he knows what's up, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Goku's he knows tongue rolls out, his eyes bug out. He's like, oh yeah, I'd love to eat, sir. And then he like, I don't know, floats toward the pile on the windowsill or whatever the heck. And then Tenshin Han is like, your your school is so vulgar. Yeah. God, he's catchy. Um, we cut to outside and then, I don't know, if there was something else you wanted to mention about that segment. Oh, no. No, no, no. We can move outside. We can move outside. We um, can move out. We can take this outside, motherfucker. Poir says, <laughs> all right. Poir says, lunch got us great ringside seats, which this is a funny offhand comment. And then lunch goes, I did? Because she's got yeah, blue she's, hair now. She's turned back into into good lunch and she doesn't remember shooting a gun in the air. And she's like, how did I do that? She's like, wow, I must have just talked nicely to them, you know. <laughs> must have yeah. asked real nice. Um, mm. And then there's the monks who organize the festival slash the tournament. They bang the gongs. There are these timpanies, you know, like this Olympic opening ceremony kind of stuff, which is really cool because they've got the like traditional stuff going on. But then the announcer comes out with his blonde hair and his sunglasses and he's like, oh, you ready for Raw 1989? <laughs> like, like it's yeah. wrestling. <laughs> oh, we love the juxtaposition. This is the... Um, the 22nd, Tenkaichi Budokai, the strongest under the heavens. So mm-hmm. they've done this. but and, and I think one of the things that got mentioned, I don't know if you caught this, is it used to be every five years, but now they have to do it every three years because people are entering so much. Yeah, it's so I popular. Guess, 
yeah, I guess the Dragon Boys made it popular. They made it cool because people saw the beams and then they went, wow, you can do beams with martial arts? Something like that. Who knows? It's just got more popular and there's more people in it now. I think if they started off with like 180-something contestants mm-hmm. um, in the earlier rounds. So like there's a lot of commenting on how it's way bigger than it used to be. Which kind of makes me wonder if it's going to be, if it is an ongoing thing, does it end up being in like a big stadium or something? Because that seems like the, a way to change the vibe. But anyway, it's not really Dragon relevant predictions. now. Dragon um, predictions. I'm just peppering them in this episode. I'm not saving them to the end. But I also... You've got the lathe of heaven because that is correct. Um, is it? Ah, yes. yes. Hell yeah. <laughs> okay, good. I don't, I don't think you've said a single incorrect, like a single completely off thing this episode maybe i'm just getting better at reading it because there's just like things popping up now that i'm like i can kind of see where he's going with this yeah Uh, but it's it's not like again it's not in the way that you think and it's not like you think like there's no contiguity in that way it's it's kind of hard to explain no i Um, assume that i'm not going to get it like completely accurate but like i'm just kind of getting vibes you know Oh yeah, the the vibe um, is right on. You're vibing with this comic now. You you're vibrating <laughs> it at the, at the the frequency of the quartz crystal. Vibrating at the Dragon Ball frequency. <laughs> the Dragon Ball frequency. I don't know what that does to you. I think that it makes your hair go crazy in anime. Uh, but, yeah. you know. <laughs> if you if you listen to it, it, just makes your hair stand up like Goku. Like, tell me if you feel stronger. It melts your brain. Just point. makes you entirely violent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yamcha and Tenshin Han, you can probably comment on this as well, but I just noticed that they have like one final exchange before they come out. And I checked the translation and I think they softened it. Do you remember what they said in English? Like Yamcha says something like he's glad he's not going to have to deal with the other guy fucking like insulting him all the time. And after this, because like implying that he's going to kick the shit out of him and then he's going to have nothing to say. And then the other guy is like, "Ah, yeah, I never... Talk, I know I never talk shit to people I've already defeated or something like that. <laughs> that's that's a pretty good way to get away with it, and I think that that's actually a kind of clever insult because he turns it around and makes it seem like he's got the high ground. But that's not what they say. Okay, what do they say in your one? Yamcha says it, the the first part's pretty much correct. He says I won't be hearing your smack talk again, and then Ten Shin Han says why because you'll be fucking in the ground like <laughs> <laughs> like he uses. He, the word kitawara is the strong... It's, you'll never hear this in Japanese. Um, you'll only hear it in, in comics and stuff because it's such extremely strong language. It means, like, go and die, but it means, like, go in the fucking ground, you cunt. Jesus. Like, it's, like, s- extremely strong, a language. And he uses the verb kitabaru. He's like, why? Because you'll be, like, dead and gone, buddy. You won't be able to hear me smack talk again from the grave. Like... <laughs> So well, he's threatening grim. to, like, kill him yeah, okay. in a brutal way. They, well, yeah, they definitely softened that then. I mean, it kind of got, like, the same smack talk just, but, like, man, that's, that's getting I was kind of shocked because this is a kid's comic. I was like, whoa. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> um, again, fun things to say to people in Japan, kids. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, that's... Uh, hmm. Well... <laughs> Alrighty, and I mean, like it's it didn't start off being PG, and you know, did it, it though? Because Bulma tries to shoot a child. No, that no, I mean, like I mean, it started off like rated for mature audiences. <laughs> oh, I thought you said it started off PG. Did no, you say I, said it didn't? I said it didn't. It might be my microphone's a little bit quiet or something, but uh, yeah, no, that that <laughs> it's been a bit ruckus from the start, to be honest. 
just kind of with the chapter ends, doesn't it? Pretty much. There's a great uh, matching panel of Crane Hammond and Eternal Hammond with uh, speech bubbles in the middle, and it's shared by both of them saying, I won't lose to that guy, like, oh, yeah. which is kind of fun. And they, they're just kind of like living vicariously through their students, their disciples, for their ages-long grudge, which is quite fun. Well, I mean, Turtle Hermit's not because he's disguised himself as Jackie Chun. So yeah, but he also doesn't... He, he also expects that... He's, he's not here to beat... The Crane School kids, I don't think. No, I think he's, he's there, there to, to keep. Goku. <laughs> yeah, he's there to keep his, he, his disciples from thinking that there's nobody stronger. But I feel like now he well, doesn't he, have to bother with them. Earlier on, like I, in the one that I was reading, had a comment that like he just like couldn't stand to be beaten by his own disciple. So it's like, <laughs> you know, an ego thing. He just doesn't want Goku to stand him up. All right, it's more than that. He's. I want to give him the benefit of the doubt. He's teaching life I lessons. Don't. He's a little freak. <laughs> little freaky man. I don't trust him as far as I can throw him. Uh, because right, I've been listening right. to the Dragon Ball frequency is now super far because I'm so fucking strong. <laughs> I would look. I wouldn't want to throw him because I wouldn't want to <laughs> touch him. Yeah, gross. The other thing is, this ends the chapter, and I feel like you've pretty much made the predictions already. What you yeah. you said that that Yamcha's going to lose karmically because he's he's been he's supposed he's been to be one of the too good much guys. Shit, you know, like he's not gonna. Yeah. He doesn't have the the valor to go through with it, and also because he's like got up in arms and he's underestimating this guy now like goku said he's like obviously super good and yamcha was like nah Um, if you want to find out who's gonna lose in dragon ball just look at who underestimates the other person yeah and who talks the most shit (laughs) yeah absolutely this is the principle of this comic we've kind of figured out we're vibrating on the right frequency now yeah fuck what else did i say some of them are further reaching this oh, tournament's yeah, no, probably going to become um, WWE uh, nah. or whatever. And What's going to happen in Jackie Chun's match, you reckon? Oh, I think that his... He, well, I don't know if it will happen in the match. I think that his disguise at some point will slip and someone will find out who he is. Maybe the crane guy, I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. I'm no, sure I mean, like, what's what's Manwolf's deal? Manwolf Handled Cardor? Yeah, what's what's up with Manwolf Handled Cardor? Ah! Uh, um, I don't know, but if I had to make a guess, I'd say he has some real dumb neighborly beef. Like, <laughs> he, like the neighboring island or something? No, like, I don't know. Like, like the turtle guy used to, like, live next to him and, like, beam blasted his cabbages to hell or something, and the guy lost his business. <laughs> so it would be something stupid like he that. He used that, the Monsanto you know, pesticide, like the Roundup or whatever. Just something, like, incidental that, like, Kama Senen would, like, never have remembered, and they'd be like, oh, like, fuck, I vaguely remember that man. But yeah, yeah, I, that's that's my guess. It might not be that. I don't know. Maybe he was cursed by him to turn into a man. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, now we get into the good stuff. Um, yeah, I don't know. All right. I, I, that's, um, that's one that I didn't get a vibe from. So we'll find out. We will. We'll find it out. And did you have any final thoughts about the where we've we've suddenly gone into a new direction after the three year gap? Yeah. Um, I'm vibing this one. I, I yeah. liked that there was a three-year gap. Um, I thought these chapters were pretty funny. Mm. I appreciate them. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see how it goes. All right. We don't have to say any more. This is a long episode. It's a long yeah. episode for <laughs> long people. It it's a long episode, but there's also a lot of dumb shit that we can probably take out. So, oh, you know. no. This is all going to stay. <laughs> oh, God. There's so much. It's the longest fuck episode. All right. All right. Well, we should right. cut it off then. All right. Call me maybe. I've been Simon Monrad. You can find me at S underscore Monrad Goff. M-O-N-R-A-D-G-O-U-G-H. And uh, you. And me. Imogen Faith and you can find me at Imogen.Faith that's I-M-O-J-E-N dot F-A-I-T-H that's on uh, the Twitter 
don't talk to me about 9-11. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Follow me for Dragon Ball things. Talk to Amazon about 9-11. <laughs> <laughs> 2021. Um, I'll fucking uh, kill you. You are the Coney of 2021. You know, like t- 2012 was Coney and you are Coney yeah. 2021. <laughs> oh, I love it. You are I'm so public glad enemy I'm finally famous. <laughs> Alrighty. All right. Um, love um, y'all. Yeah, love y'all. I was going to say, we have a Patreon, patreon.com, and it's Gohan or Go Home Podcast. Listen to our Behind the Paywall stuff. We've got another episode coming out. Oh, please do. The Twilight ones are so funny. Like, in my personal opinion. And we we care about it. We really care about that content. So, see you, see you later. (laughs) It's time for us to go. Kakitiano, and a very good evening, indeed.